really appreciate you tuning in so for today's session i have been joined by my friends who will be taking us over the topic of mental health which we all know is extremely paramount and sensitive as well we hope you like this session and take away something special and meaningful from it for today we have an insightful webinar on mental health with supporting smile organization Supporting Smile is a mental health organization whose mission is to educate and spread awareness for mental health. They are they are inspiring and helping people around to speak up and improve their mental health. Over to you. Hi, my name is Caitlin, and I am the um, founder and and um, president of Supporting Smiles. And I'm going to start um, speaking now on what mental health is. Why is your mental health important? A lot of people don't understand the importance of mental health, so that's what we're going to touch on first. Um, so here's a few things of why your mental health is important. It is just as important as your physical health when it comes to how healthy you are overall. If you're physically healthy, that doesn't mental that doesn't mean you're mentally healthy. If you're mentally healthy, it doesn't really mean if you're physically healthy. It all comes in one circle. Um, Bad mental health can increase your risk for several physical health problems such as stroke, type two diabetes and heart disease. So mental health does play a role in your physical health and you could, stress plays a role in your physical health. There's so many different things that your mental health can impact in your life. Poor mental health can also cause you to make poor decisions that might result in your own or others harm. Mental health is something serious that has to be taken seriously, and your mental health ha can have several effects on your physical health and your general well-being. Now we're going to talk about why your mental health is valid. Um, a lot of people um, still don't believe um, that mental health is valid, like that it's important, so this is why. Mental health has been scientifically and medically proven to be real. Just because you aren't diagnosed doesn't mean you're faking it or is it valid. Not everyone has the resources to get a proper diagnosis. And in like um, different areas of the world, it is very hard because it is considered taboo and it's also considered um, that it isn't real. So it's really hard to get a diagnosis in different parts of the world. Some uh, mental health issues can, uh, are things that you're born with, others just develop, both are completely valid. Mental illness is sometimes treated as a weakness. This is not true, it is just a serious physical health, which um, we just went over, but it is important to stress that, um, that it is just important as your physical health. So we're gonna go a little bit, um, what is stress? Stress can have an impact on your mental health and stress can have an impact on your physical health. So stress is the feeling of being overwhelmed and, or unable to cope with mental or emotional pressure. Many different situations can cause stress. Everyone deals with stress differently. Our ability to cope with stress can depend on genetics, early life and childhood events, personality, and social circumstances. Although feeling stress is completely normal, too much stress can negatively affect our mental and physical health. Your mental health and physical health often go together. So like with stress, if your stress is so bad and you're so stressed, it can affect your physical health. You could sleep less. You can feel stressed. Heart rate goes up. Mental health, you are less likely to socialize with others. You are burnt out. It's just your stress and your um, mental health and physical health go together so well. Not well, but, you know, like they go together um, coordinately. So how can we take care of mental health during tough times? 
Stay informed. Obtain the latest information from credible and reliable sources of information. That is very important. If during these tough times right now, if you um, look up information, it could be wrong. You want to make sure you're looking at the right site. Supporting Smiles has a lot of different um, resources on mental health. We post resources in our bio and as long as our post every single day. Limit media exposure. Turn off the television or, or alert messages on your phone if it is increasing your distress. Exposure to media can be healthy or unhealthy for some individuals knowing helps to feel a sense of control over the situation while for others it may reinforce anxiety and fear. Research has shown that excess media exposure to cover of stressful events can result in negative outcomes. Use trusted resources to gather your information you need then turn and then turn it off if it's causing stress. Media can cause a different stress in our life, whether it's social media, whether it's the news, whether it's anything that you could get sources from. Um, it can cause a lot of stress in your life because you hear about these terrible events that are going on or on social media, you see something that can make you insecure in yourself and it could just cause more stress than good. And so it is very important to limit media exposure so that you are keeping track of yourself and your mental well-being. Recognize some signs of distress. Stress can be present in itself in different ways, including physical, emotional, and cognitive ways. One common response for young adults is feeling a way of invincibility or emotional detachment, which can lead to behaviors that may significantly increase risk. Some common reactions include excessive worrying, hard to stop thinking about what happened, sleep issues, ruminating, hypervigilance, which is getting up to check the news or check on family, um, difficult relaxing, muscle tension, feel key, keyed up or on edge, increased alcohol, tobacco, or drug use, irritability with emotional outbursts, wanting to be alone, crying frequently, inability to feel pressure, a pleasure, I mean, pleasure, um, feeling detached or numb. Some physical responses can be diarrhea, aches, pains, appetite changes. Some common feelings are sadness, guilt, anger, fear, anxiety. Some common Cognitive responses are memory issues, confusion, indecisiveness, and decreased concentration. So these are all the signs of distress. Obviously, these are a lot, so not everyone can have this, not everyone can have that. If you have multiple of these, that means you're probably distressed, but um, it is really like everyone feels these symptoms differently. So just because your friend has this symptom doesn't mean you will have this symptom. Just because you have this symptom doesn't mean a family member will have this symptom. And that is something important to understand. So if you're ever reading symptoms for something, make sure you check and see what um, is going on. It, so you know that, yes, you can have this symptom, but you can also not have this symptom. So it's very important to know that this is a lot in front of you different symptoms of stress because that means it's all the symptoms of stress. Not everyone can have these at all at the same time. Journaling. Journaling can help you cope with um, um, during these tough times. So did you ever read a nasty email when you felt angry but then deleted it? Um, chances are you felt better though you, you didn't send it. If you've suffered an upsetting event, writing about it can actually make you feel better. That in part because writing organizes your thought which makes you experience your experience feel less chaotic. Writing also can offer you an emotional release inside in yourself and the feeling that you can file the problem away. 
And I absolutely love journaling, writing down my feelings. It is an amazing um, coping mechanism because you could make sure you get everything straight because your head can just go every which way and can make you more confused about what is ever going on in your life. Get support. Sometimes basic help can make a difference. So ask someone to give you a hand with any pressing tasks. If you're overextended, you can reciprocate at a quieter time. Don't be afraid to ask for advice. No one knows everything. Get emotional support. Crying, sharing your frustrations or otherwise venting can release tension, relieve stress and help you move on. Consider getting professional help if needed. And the first couple of examples were ideas if you can't get professional help, if it's not in the cards for you, but professional help is something that can really help a lot of people. And I, I rec, um, but other things can help other than that. The do's and don'ts of mental health. So here's some things you should do and you shouldn't do um, just to help if you're like talking with a friend who's struggling with their mental health. And so you say the right things and don't say the wrong things. Do listen with an open mind. Let them know that they're not alone and tell them that they have your unconditional love and support. Be able to listen and really listen without judgment. According to the Providence Center's clinical trainer, Lawrence Miller, just being open and willing to give you support is often the biggest help. Empathy appears to be communicated through facial expression, body language, and tone of the voice, said Miller. Generally, individuals who have psychiatric illnesses are not searching for a person who feels the way they do. They are searching for someone who is trying to understand what they feel. Be that person for them. So listening is mo the most important thing that I could tell you when someone is struggling with mental health, because um, like it said, someone who's struggling with their own mental health is not looking to compare they're looking for someone to listen so that they don't feel alone anymore. Don't make comments such as you're fine or cheer up. Although you may think they're helpful, comments like these can make someone feel criticized and humiliated for feeling the way they do. Their condition is serious and likely cannot be brushed off. Try your best to make them feel comfortable and secure in sharing their emotion. The fact that someone wants to open up to you about their mental health struggles is a big thing because it takes a long time to open up about your mental health struggles. So just saying you're fine or cheer up is one of the probably the worst things you could do. A lot of things it could be a lot of people think it could be good because you're like using words of encouragement, but these words of encouragement are usually ones that are the most damaging because it seems like you're dismissing their problem, not trying to listen. Do ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Your friend doesn't expect you to already understand what they're going through, especially ask about their symptoms and how they're feeling. They may not wanna give you all the answers, but that's okay. They'll know that you care simply because you took the time to ask. And that just says it in yourself. If you take the time to ask how they're feeling or what's going on, it makes them seem like that you really care. Don't say you know how they feel when you don't. While you may experience periods of sadness, refrain from comparing, refrain from comparing those feelings to their current situation. Although it is nice to have someone make them feel as if the reality of their symptom is minimized. So just because um, you may not feel, know how they feel, but you may also feel, you know, it's your best just to listen what they are saying, how they're feeling, because just comparing how you felt at one point is probably one of the worst things you could do because you're feeling once again that you're dismissing their problem and that they feel like they're, as much as you may think that they, that's making them feel that they're not alone, it honestly could do more harm than good because it makes them feel like their situation is just 
another person, another person with mental illness, because you want to make them feel that they're not alone and that you have support them as much as you can. Do encourage them to seek help. Find if the find if the person is find out if the person is receiving the necessary care. If not, offer them to get them the help they need. They may refuse to seek help even though they get angry with you. It is important to remind them that mental health problems are treatable and they don't have to feel this way forever. For more information, um, check out mentalhealth.gov and find um, more tips on how to help your friends and family who are struggling with mental health. Um, don't question their medical decisions. For most people with mental health disorders, taking medicine is a big step and can be scary. Today, there is a, still a stigma around medical treatment for these conditions. However, they, there are a variety of drugs that can really help patients feel like themselves again. According to Forbes, Tori Atlee, many patients who are on psychotropic medications, antidepressants, anti-anxieties, mood stabilizer, often find that the right doses um, and the type of medication based on trial and error. So be the patient, be patient, supportive, and most importantly, non-judgmental as your loved one finds the medication that suits them their perfect needs. If you find, if you they tell you about they're getting medication, if they're getting help, you don't want to be judgmental towards them as it could feel like they're not doing enough or they're doing too little or they're doing too much because you want to make sure you're supportive to them. And if you heard of the medication they're on and you question them, it's going to make them feel terrible too because they're going to feel like they're on the wrong medication. They feel like they're doing something wrong and you don't want to do that because you want to make sure that you put them first and support them as much as possible. So how to talk to someone about their mental health. So we're going to talk about how to help a friend who's struggling. So how should you help a friend who's struggling with depression? Sometimes a close friend or family member showing a court and encouragement can be the best thing for someone who's struggling. It is not easy dealing with a friend or family member's depression, but if you neglect your health and well-being, you may become overwhelmed. So how can you understand depression? Research it. Find out all you can about the condition to get your best understanding of it so you can help your friend or family member. Also research how to talk to a friend or family member's depression with them. No depression is a serious illness. It, doesn't help the person affected with depression if you hide the problem because it won't make it go away. Have patience with your loved ones as they take the steps to getting better. Conversation pointers. How to talk to someone with depression. You have to be careful with bringing up someone's depression as it can make them angry, insult it, and ignore your concerns. Remember, it is better to be a compassionate listener than give advice they may have trouble taking. You don't have to fix your loved one, just listen to them. Sayings that can help you're not alone, I am here for you through this and you are important to me and your life is important to me. Conversation starters. I've been really concerned about you lately. I've noticed some things in you are different. How are you doing? I wanted to check in on you. How are you doing? I'm going saying this is all in your head. Everyone goes through tough times. Try to look on the bright side or snap out of it. The avoid staying column right here is one of the worst things you could say for someone through depression because they'll feel like their condition is not important to you and it's not in your in minimizing it if you have any questions um you can always dm us at sorting smiles on instagram and as we all know this has been a very tough time for all of us this covid pandemic and uh, at this point of time many people have lost friends family and loved ones how can they manage grief because we know that grief is a key element in uh, mental health Yes, it, it can. is. So how can we deal with grief? 
So grief is such an important, and especially in the times where we have been that we've been having lately. Um, with the COVID nineteen pandemic, it has really gone and really taken over our lives. We've been isolated. We've been going through a lot of people have um, had loved ones who have had COVID, which can put a lot of stress on yourself. Just them having COVID, and then worrying about them possibly dying, which can make a lot of things worse. Um, um, now about grief. Once a family or loved one dies, what happens? How do you feel? How do you cope with that? Um, it is a, it is something hard to deal with because one, you lost a family or friend or loved one, and then you lost them to an, um, an illness that is going rapidly through the world. And so how do you cope with that? You are isolated. You are, it's every, it's so hard. And what I would say, I've never been effective with me myself. I don't know if anyone else has, but I would say, talk about it. Talk about how you feel. And I've talked about this in a little bit of the presentation. It is one of the hardest thing to do, but it is the most rewarding and you can feel better as you talk about it. I haven't gone through a losing a loved one myself, but I have known people who've had COVID. And that is my best advice is because if you talk to someone else about how you're feeling, how you're feeling when grief with grief, it is one of the best things you could do. But if you keep it bottled up, it can slowly destroy you. And I have dealt with grief before, but I've not done with COVID-19 grief. So that's what I could say. Talk about it. I've learned from my mistakes. I used to just bottle it up and it just never worked for me. I so agree with you. It's actually important that conversation should happen, especially mm -hmm. around mental health. I'm happy to answer that. That was an amazing answer to my question. I do have another question, a last question. Uh, a healthy person is a person who is fit mentally, physically, and emotionally. At this point of time in the COVID pandemic, how do we take care of our mental, physical, and emotional health? So I'm going to start by like saying, yes, so mentally, physically, and emotionally, those are things you need to keep track of. And also your social health, how you interact with other people. And that is, all those things are really hard during the COVID-19 pandemic. You're isolated. You are dealing with so much grief and distress. And you just honestly do not want to know what to do. So physical health could be one of the easiest things you could do. Possibly go on a walk, go on a walk around your house, go on a run. Like there's little things that you could do that are away from people that you can just exercise, um, watch videos on YouTube of exercise videos, strength videos. Those are my best bet to keep your physical health in shape. Your mental health, I would say have a self-care day every week. So basically you go and take care of yourself of something you want to do. I love baking. I, if I want to, if I'm feeling stressed, I'll just go in my kitchen and bake, or I will do my skincare routine, or I will just read or listen to music. It's something that makes me calmer, less stressed. It will honestly make you feel so much better and feel like everything is good in the world. And <laughs> I don't know. It takes all the stress away from you at that moment and it can last multiple days. So your emotional health is kind of like the similar to the mental health. You could do that for the, but also for the emotional health, you could once again, talk to someone. So if you're feeling distressed, if you're feeling sad, you could just talk to someone and talk it out. Your social health, 
try to talk, go on Zoom meetings, talk with your friends, just go and talk with your friends, family members, family members you haven't seen in a while. Those are my best things to keep it all in shape. That's amazing. Also, I got uh, deeply inspired to slide off for journaling because I have personally done it and it got it do help me to got out of the anxiety loop. And also, I do have a last question for you. So, how does the support looks like looks like when someone reach out to you who is battling with mental health? So, if someone health? reaches out to you about and they're struggling with mental health, um, first say that you are supported and that. I support you and I'm thankful that you reached out to me. That means you trust me. And then ask if they've ever gotten any mental health help. Ask if they ask questions as much as you can. I touched on this in the presentation, but ask as many questions as that comes to mind. As long as they're not, oh, are you just sad? Like, just try to ask insightful questions. Like, have you gotten help? Are you on any medications? Are you? What are you doing to help your mental health? Or what do you, what happened? How are you feeling? What are your symptoms? Just kind of ask questions and know what the situation is. If you've never like heard or seen of this being an issue in this loved one before. Next, I would say if they haven't gotten help, if you haven't gotten help, just go and um, say you could get help here, reach out to anyone else, reach out to a family member um, as much as possible. And that's what I would do if someone reached out to me about struggling with mental health. That's all well said. Thank you so much. That was a great answer. And I would probably, I would keep that in mind and inculcate all of what I've learned today. So if anyone- Also, also adding to your point, uh, guys never be ashamed of reaching out to a therapist. Also, I have seen people being guilty and ashamed. So please don't be ashamed of that. Feel free to seek out a professional. Yes. So uh, let's say you're conducting a survey on mental health to you know see how people have been affected. So how do you um, subtly uh, hint about mental illnesses or anything without actually triggering the people who are answering the survey? Because using um, intense words can obviously trigger a lot of people. How do you subtly say um, you know what other words can you use while having the same impact? So are you asking questions about like impacting mental health and like how to word your sentences? Um, I think, um, you know, just uh, asking people how they're doing in general. And oh, okay. uh, yeah, when you have sort of an MCQ Google form that, uh, you know, that has been going out recently, I think. So yeah, yeah. how would you give your questions and what would your options be? Like, I think using words like suicide or... Um, I don't say they're uh, negative words, but the stigma they carry with them, um, yeah. you like, you know, subtly hint it. Yeah. So if you're like asking questions about people's mental health, some things I would say is, so um, one could be um, just like a simple, how are you feeling? It could open up a lot of different things, even if it's on a Google form. Uh, another thing is if you do want to mention suicide and depression, make sure you add a trigger warning. So if you ever seen like the TW, that means trigger warning. And that means if you talked about a certain topic that could trigger people, that means that they know. And if they are too upset by that topic, they can just not um, answer that question. I also would say if you're making a Google form, make all the questions optional. If they don't feel safe answering a question, then they can answer that question. They cannot answer that question and they could keep that blank. Um, another, some other questions is 
subtly, if you want to do something like that, um, just make sure that you're using like kind words, like soft words, like just to keep everything like um, opening so you can um, eventually um, make sure you get enough answers on that. So basically, how are you feeling? How are you feeling mentally? Is there anything going on in your life that can hurt your mental health? How How is how is the COVID-19 pandemic affecting your mental health? And there's so many questions you can ask, but make sure you keep them. You don't have to keep them super long, just keep them short enough that you can um, get across to people if they're distressed, distressed. And yeah. Also, how do you open up to the people if you're dealing with mental health issues? How to open up people to people? Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you are looking to open up to someone about your own mental health, you might, you may want to go and say, um, one, I'd say go to a trusted loved one, friend, someone at your school, just someone you would trust as much as possible. I would then go and be, and um, I would say, hey, can I talk to you? I am currently really struggling and I would like to talk to you because I trust you. And they will like like that and they know that you are coming to them because you they are trusted to you. And then I would mostly go, hey, I've been struggling with my mental health and I really don't know what to do. I've been feeling this, 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 like how I've been feeling. And I've also just don't know what to do. I, I re I'm reaching out to you because hopefully you could give me something that will help me. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Okay, so before we end the session, I would like to thank all of you for being here today and and also smile over smile organization for conducting such an informative session. Hope to have such sessions in the future as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate you having been here. It was such an uh, enriching session. Thank you so much for your time. So yeah, that is it. Thank you so much for sticking around. Really appreciate you. And guys, please don't be hesitant to follow me on Instagram. I write a bunch of cool poems, which you may end up liking it. So do check it out. Thanks so much.